Hey everybody, this is Matt and Tori. Uh, no texting doing the movie, your favorite hosts. Um, just wanted to say sorry for all of you 13 listeners that listen to our podcast. Uh, it's been a couple months since we've released an episode. Why is that, Tori? Say hi, by the way. Hello. We have taken a little time off. To- why? Because Twilight sucks. That's why. It was very hard to watch those movies. It just really killed our vibe. And we both looked at each other and we were like, what the heck? It was horrible. <laughs> okay. So we're sorry. We're sorry, but we're back. Um, we found I, our passion, we found our purpose, and we are back, and we are stronger than ever. Okay, so we just got done um, eating a delicious meal in Fort Collins. Um, neither of us had anything to drink, despite how crazy Tori sounds right now. But uh, we are going to be back at it. We're probably going to figure out a different movie to do other than Twilight. But just wanted to introduce this wonderful episode that we have for you. <laughs> Give me one f- second. Hold on. I can't do anything in front of people. Hold on. Okay. We have something very special for you. Uh, this is an episode with my dear friend, Danny. We watched Bad Boys for Life. And um, we did a special guest episode without Tori. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel really sad, um, hurt, betrayed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel I feel great. Danny's awesome. Um, I'm really excited to, uh, to listen to him and join the podcast. <laughs> Wait, join the podcast? Join the podcast. Like, as a listening experience, you listening to us talk? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, cool. Well, do you think he can fill your shoes? I do. I, I believe in him. I believe in him too. Let's listen. Hope you guys enjoy the episode and uh, have a great day. We'll be back next week. Bye. This podcast contains many, 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 many movie spoilers. Consider this your warning. Okay. You have now been warned. Enjoy. texting during the movie welcome to no texting during the movie the podcast where i started a podcast so my wife would watch movies with me each week we take turns choosing a film to watch analyze and review if you are listening to this i'm sorry you have not found a better podcast my name is matt and I am not Tori, but I am Danny. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> we have a special, special guest, friend of the podcast, our number one patron. A friend, <laughs> even, yeah, on Patreon. That's yeah. what I'm... Our Patreon.com that does not exist. Yes. Um, may I introduce to you Danny, longtime friend of mine, um, former roommates, but more importantly, Good, good friends. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. We might even say bad boys for life. <laughs> we yes. just might. Um, thanks so much for having me. This is uh, this is something that I've uh, I've looked forward to. And there's been a moment in my life, you know, the birth of children. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We won't talk about marriage, but with the birth of children. And then being on this this podcast tends to, to that, be right up That's there coming in it. at number two for you. And no, it's coming right after my LASIK surgery. So it's coming <laughs> okay. at a solid three. All right. Hey, bronze. Love it. <laughs> So, um, Danny, so every time we have a guest on, obviously the guest is the one we're, by the way, 
we are set up in your beautiful house right now. I did a little bit of a, um, you know, a, a remote setup. We're usually in the studio at my house, me and Tori. We're going to have a disclaimer in the beginning of this episode that explains why Tori is not here. But this is a very special guest episode. Um, Tori's not with us tonight. Um, she's still alive. But um, it's just me <laughs> tonight. tonight. And, and these were some big shoes. I thought, man, I'm going to sub in for Tori. And Tori's been doing a phenomenal job. Uh, but yes. with, with the ones uh, that I've listened to up to, which has been like one of them, but she's been doing great. And I really have some shoes to fill. So yeah. she's got like a great podcast voice. So you guys I will are both try, from, yeah. I will try my softest yes. Tory try, podcast Try voice. and sound sexier, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you guys are both from California. So you got that in common. <laughs> we are. So there's going to be some attitude. Is that <laughs> yeah. how this works? <laughs> some, some SoCal <laughs> attitude going on. To get back to what I was saying, every time we do a guest episode, which you are the second guest uh, episode we've done, um, it's always really fun, but we make the guest or we invite the guest to choose the film. So what film did we uh, watch tonight? Or sometimes the guest just like knocks on the door and says, hey, we podcasting today? Um, <laughs> uh, and this particular guest uh chose bad boys for life is this the third bad boys movie or the fourth it's it's the third one so the first one was 1995 okay and then the second one i want to say was somewhere in the 2005 2006 range so now we have a 2020 installment bad boys for life okay and my my first question right out of the gate first impression did you like this movie yes no and why Yes. You always think about movies in upper half, lower half, right? Versus you don't ever want a movie to be neutral. Yeah, because I'm having a real hard time with this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to need you to sell this one to me. I guess I didn't come in with the highest expectation. I knew Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, or as you will refer to sometimes as Martin Short. When they get together, they clearly have a good time. There's clearly Mm -hmm. that chemistry. uh, They've been making this installment for what is going on 25 years now so wow. i didn't have the highest expectations it's not academy award winning it's it's not got, it doesn't have the best writing um, but i wasn't looking at it. i wasn't coming in for it with that i knew i was gonna get explosions i was gonna get Mar- martin lawrence oh hell no <laughs> i was gonna get uh, oh. will smith with his version of oh hell no uh so i was I, welcome I, to earth <laughs> What's that smell? I, at one point, I wanted him to just nod to Independence Day and say, what's that smell? Uh, but I never got it. So I guess that lowered it a notch for me. But I was expecting bullets. I was expecting a lot of jokes. I was expecting, I knew it was going to be set in Miami. I think that's typically where the, all of them are set. So mm-hmm. I was expecting a lot of neon, which I definitely got my my fair share of neon. So uh, it, it was... It was uh, a fairly familiar story, I mm-hmm. suppose. It was uh, it was cops chasing people. So I have I had very high expectations then. Apparently, coming into this movie, um, <laughs> because boy was I upset. No, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched or anything like that. But it was definitely like what the f- in certain in certain times i'm like dude there are so many different like plot directions we're going in in right now and so many different genres i have no idea what's happening you know you have martin lawrence 
quitting the force. That's a theme, right? And then you have the father-son thing going on. You have the, you know, long-lost love rekindling. And I, they're all just jostling about for position. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of them is like... I'm here. This is the main thing you should focus on. And this, the father son thing was like, I want to say that was introduced like, like a half hour before the movie ended. <laughs> like all of a sudden he has a kid and now they're going to Mexico City. My major two gripes with this movie, and I noticed it towards the end, is this movie was very much like a video game especially towards the end. Oh, that's with interesting. The, how, like, t- Yeah, take me through that. With the camera angles and how it's like very first-person shooter, every different scene in this movie felt like a level in a video game. Yeah, you're. I guess you're right with the, the certain car chases. Right. And, and which there are multiple. The certain uh, set pieces of either you're on a rooftop or you're in a you're in a hotel, right. Hidalgo, on the outskirts of Tecnactic. I'm sorry, Mexico City. Mm-hmm. So, and and the ending was the one where it really jumped out at me. I was like, this looks this looks so stylized, like a video game. And then also speaking of stylized, Michael Bay movies in general, like they're very charming when they're in the '90s. But in 2020, I don't know if it's just too much for my brain. <laughs> I have seen so many f***ing colors in the last two hours that I... That's Miami. Okay, I've never been. But like that... If you that's have Miami, now. You I just took not. a two-hour and 14-minute tour. It, it, it was so many colors for my eyes that my eyes literally feel tired from, from everything that was thrown at me. So the stylized Michael Bay thing, I think it works in the 90s, but in high definition, I... I might be epileptic now. I'm I'm not sure. Anything to add to the movie in general? No, but I guess maybe do you want me to drop the synopsis at all? Well, um yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to forget that. <laughs> so, for our listening audience, in case you are unfamiliar with uh Bad Boys for Life, uh, 2020, and I will try my best, Tori uh, Roberts' voice. Miami detectives <laughs> Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett must face off against a mother and son pair of drug lords who wreak vengeful havoc on their city. Marcus and Mike have to confront new issues, career changes, and midlife crises as they join the newly created elite team Ammo of the Miami Police Department to take down the ruthless Armando Armas, the vicious leader of a Miami drug cartel, rated R. Wow, that was sexy. (laughs) 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 That was a perfect Tory impression. It was not a perfect Tory impression (laughs) because I know what Tory would say after that. It's like, nice try. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Take me through your cringiest scene right at the top. <laughs> Give it to me. So, uh, several, right? There's, yes. there's, there's, there are there's moments of okay. There's, there's, there's some gore and there's some blood and there's some hammering of of hands, Faces. interrogations, uh, what have you. Uh, there's, there's some forklifts, you know, <laughs> impaling, <moments. laughs> impaling between the chest. 
but I kind of wanted to go off script because I'm trying to channel my best Tori. And Tori tends to go a little <laughs> bit out of the box. She does. The cringiest are, are Will Smith's jackets. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, the freak was that thing he wore at the club? So the only time he where I was saying to myself, oh, okay, this this is a jacket that, that seems reasonable was when he completely changed countries and we were in Mexico. But every time we're in Miami, the first one I noticed was he goes to his captain, Captain Howard, and he says, you got to let me in on this case. And they have this conversation uh, a little bit heated with some profanities and such. And all the while I missed the scene because I'm staring at this jacket that looks like a kindergartner had drawn Dorito chips on this thing. <laughs> and like there Doritos. was the fiery hot, there was the cool ranch. I'm like, I'm like picking them out. Talk about Doritos Locos, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow, this Matthew McConaughey needs to be in this commercial at this particular point. So there are plenty of typical cringy scenes, scenes that sort of make you turn away and uh, but what I wasn't expecting were this array of the jackets wardrobe. like Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat gone the Bizarre. other way. It was. That, that was it for the me. The one that he wore at the club, I could not get over. It was like black and then it had some sort of like... It had like a Lowenbrow. It had like a Lowenbrow embroidery on the sleeves yeah, or something. it was the weirdest vibe. And then like... And he thought he was so cool in these outfits. And then you're you're watching it and you're like, who, who, somebody needed to get fired for what? Whoever picked out the <laughs> I'm wardrobe. trying to figure out, was, is this Miami wardrobe? But someone, someone behind the scenes said, I got it. I got it. He's going to wear this in this scene. And he also had a weird, like, his sunglass choices <laughs> with the outfits were also just particularly heinous. My cringiest scene... I really love Martin Lawrence. He really makes me laugh. And their their um, chemistry is so great because obviously he's the one that kind of plays it straight. And then he kind of, Martin Lawrence kind of comes along Will Smith and makes fun of everything or critiques everything that Will Smith does. And it creates this really funny dynamic. Martin Lawrence praying after a funeral to God <laughs> to like, to save Will Smith. Yeah. Not... <laughs> I don't know if he has the acting chops to kind of get into that realm, but that scene in particular was um, was was a no go for me. I was feeling pretty uncomfortable watching it. I, I could not suspend disbelief for that. It was just too much for me. So that was my cringiest. And, and it was close up too. Like they re they clearly took some yeah. time with his with all of his prayer and the close up <laughs> on him. Like this was clearly something he had invested in. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to kill some people afterwards on this one. So Totally. It was just that prayer moment of him just 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 melting down before the Lord and just asking. Uh, it I was, was just the like, only time Martin Lawrence was in a a, a reasonable acting voice. Right. Um, right. Because everything else outside of that was very ah. Martin. <laughs> oh, no. Mike, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God, I want to just make sure that we look after Mike. Ow! It was, it was, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. So if you can find in this, 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 this gold painted turd, if you could find a favorite scene 
I'm clearly on the uh, on the upper. It's 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 somewhat of a of a thumbs up on this one over you. Uh I remember at one point you had said, "Oh, it's this is getting rough for me to find a favorite scene," <laughs> and I was right there with you. I guess if you had to make me. Uh, throw down it would be there's this airplane scene right it's the transition from the miami moment to to mexico Mm. city where there's some i guess it's some classic lines she's a brouhaha she'll make your eyes melt into your stupid head she'll make your fall off uh he's just a stand-up right he's classic he he can Mm. deliver some lines is is just kind of sweet and it okay this embodies the the bad boys mentality i've got your back but then martin lawrence certainly has some moments where you can just tell the the stand-up comic in him i'm sure is riffing right Right. we're gonna go off script here at some point it's like oh that's a that's a supernatural (laughs) whooping he says at one point (laughs) and then uh there's another line where he's talking about the woman that mike lowry is going to confront and he's like you had a warlock with this brouhaha and and like it's just these moments of (laughs) oh i wonder how many times they let martin lawrence just have at different ways to deliver that's the scene for me i'll I'll just remember those moments totally that is literally the exact same scene for me reason being i felt like it embodied kind of like the magic that made bad boys such a great movie in in the first place back in 95 or whatever is their banter and their back and forth the other favorite scene i had was the scene where he's having a serious chat um mike and mike and marcus are having a serious chat and mike reveals that this guy that's been kind of hunting them is his son mike you the married witch and the reason that was my favorite scene is because like i didn't have to like find anything redeemable in this movie anymore like this movie was clearly very stupid and (laughs) after that happened i was like okay the pressure's off like this is the kind of movie this is he's he's being chased by his son randomly this is so insane that it's kind of getting good so that was my other favorite scene because you know pressure relieved this movie is crazy Buckle up. Mike! What the hell are you doing? There was a lot going on. There, so there was a lot going on. Like, if that father-son dynamic had been introduced maybe in the first half hour, I felt like maybe you could have really built on that or added some history, but I feel like it was an afterthought to the whole <laughs> thing. What if? Hey, wait, wait. What if? I got it. I got it. We'll make that Armando character his son, and we'll put Will Smith in that crazy low-and-brow jacket in the nightclub. <laughs> Those are my ideas. <laughs> that you can only do them together. <laughs> it's a t- package deal. I wish you'd have told me that two months ago. We would have filmed it. But we'll sneak it in now. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. We'll CGI that in for you. <laughs> um, what the heck? What the hell are you doing? Was, I, I was thinking about this, and I, and I guess it, it was more of an editing moment. And I get why the scene was in there. I, I totally get the purpose of the scene and what the result was. But we go from uh, Martin Lawrence and... <laughs> And when it's actually a funny scene and uh, Will Smith in the Nissan quest that gets (laughs) impaled by a dead body that is thrown off of a rooftop in Miami and they're hunched down because the middle of the roof is just cramping their style. No pun intended. It moves from that scene from this Nissan quest (laughs) 
to this conversation between Will Smith and his captain, Captain Howard. And they're at a basketball game of his daughter or his granddaughter or something. And it's this moment where the captain gives Will Smith this uh, analogy about uh, who's in control of your life. Are you in control of your life? Are you letting other things control? And I, and I totally get why we need that right. mentor moment. And of course, and then the captain gets assassinated there towards the end, not at the basketball game, but towards the end as they're having like, finishing their talk back to their parking lot. And of course, that's the moment that draws Martin Lawrence's character back into mm-hmm. the narrative because, hey, we're going to be bad boys for life. And we're going to get the captains. We're going to get the captains back here too and avenge that. It, it just seemed really odd editing. Yeah. So it was, it, it, for me, it was, oh, we need to get this scene in right after this joke of a N- Nissan Quest minivan impaling moment to this i just it was a hard it was a hard one for me to figure out why that one was put there and so i just kept thinking wait a minute didn't we just come from this and now we're we're here i get the scene i just don't know why it was placed there i agree with that and i feel like that's not the only time that happened in the movie <laughs> i don't know if you call it like what they call in the writer room like the temperature of the movie but i feel like it was very disorienting from scene to scene it's like here's a funny scene here's a serious scene here's an info scene here's a funny scene and it's like i'm not having fun <laughs> what the hell <laughs> ow Hi! what the hell are you doing and that's the point when i dropped the martin lawrence line yeah exactly um what was my what the heck scene oh oh check this out so this takes us back to the beginning but do you remember when um what is will smith's son named armando 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 when armando just comes in and like totally jacks like five dudes in this like meeting in some warehouse and then everybody is on his side now and works for him I don't know if this was how it was. He does. Back. He goes all Jason Bourne in that. Yeah. Juanito Bornitas. Yes. He goes like, yeah, he goes Jason <laughs> exactly. Bourne in that moment. Exactly. And I don't know if like, I don't know if this is ever true, but I, I'm under the impression that like back in the Renaissance days, if you <laughs> killed the leader, like that army was yours. Right. And I don't know if that's a real thing at all, but that's basically what happened. Pause. Okay. At one point in this bad boys moment, you were thinking, this is like the Renaissance. Oh, 100%. <laughs> because, you know, he killed their leader and then he was just like, you guys work for me now. And the guys are just like, okay. Oh, and the, oh, and the one dude who looks like a Hispanic <laughs> DJ Khaled says something like, how's your dental plan? How's your dental, yeah. <laughs> yes. And then DJ Khaled actually... Yeah shows up in that night which was a surprise it was but. it was nice to see him get beat up um, he's he's <laughs> <Okay>. annoying <laughs> he's favorite DJ scene Charlie, yeah. <laughs> oh, <hell. laughs> yeah it's he, him getting his ass kicked was nice um but i just i just thought that was bizarre that he killed the leader and then all these guys were like okay we'll work for you uh, maybe they just didn't want to die but i just don't know if that's how you do business in gangland I'm not. <laughs> I don't know the ins and outs, but it yeah, seems you don't, a little. You don't black have your bachelors. You don't have your bachelors in the <laughs> Southland. I yeah, got you. It, it seems a little black and white and just overly simplified. I, I will say this: there was another moment that sort of fought me on the on the what the heck. What the hell are you doing? I was the group that's part of Ammo. And then, of course, they have to break down the the, the acronym to ammo. 
and it's Advanced Miami Metro Ops. And I rolled my eyes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It was it's it was a gif, pretty much, on my part when I just rolled my eyes. Went, oh, my goodness. Okay. Advanced. I, sure. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't find a better A word. Advanced. Advanced. So, uh, yeah, lots of what the heck's there. But let's get down to date, marry, and make disappear. I want to have you go first on this bad boy. Can you can you tell us the the characters that you chose? Okay. Uh, I, so Rita is a character in this film. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marcus. Okay. Uh, so Martin Lawrence's character, and then um. The Asian dude who was part of the Advanced Miami Metro Ops, otherwise okay. known as Ammo. Ammo. I cannot remember his name, but he's a good looking dude. But I Did they ever remember. say his name? Yeah, and I just didn't do that research. I'm, I'm sure I wasn't paying that. At, you know what? No. I'm going to go with no. They never said his name. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with and no And I didn't do one. the research. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. So, date, marry, make, disappear. Did I say kill before? Sorry, listeners. <laughs> 13 listeners. Um, yeah, before you told me it was kidnapped, but apparently we upped it to disappear. So. <laughs> date, Did I really? Date Mary and who would you kidnap <laughs> in this moment and hold for a ransom? Date Mary. Yeah, okay. Go for it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I had one of those so moments. Is the date? Is that what we're... No, I had one of those moments where I was going to try and make a joke, and my brain was like, you got nothing. So hopefully... Yeah, no Martin will... Lawrence on the other yeah. side of this mic. Okay. Martin Short, more like. <laughs> it's still good. Uh, date. Uh, so for, are we doing date first? Yeah. Is that what I do? Date, Mary, make this. So, yeah, yeah. Rita, uh, who is the lead of ammo uh she has it she has i'm gonna again i'm gonna pull my best tori because tori always has the rationale for it other than (laughs) oh she's brunette and hot right right. well okay i'll date her she has it all together she has a plan she does i I feel like this would be someone who's all together (laughs) okay <laughs> what the hell are you doing? She has, yeah, she has all. Not only does she have the the package, and she's she's definitely extremely attractive and, and stunning. Yeah, she has planned together. She she has. Uh, I don't want to say control. She's not over dominating by any stretch. Being mm-hmm. the leader of a group, she's articulate. Uh, she she looks like she can handle herself and. We went on a running date, or if I was about to get my hiney handed to me, then uh, she would be able to step in on that moment. So, she would protect yeah, you. I, I'm I'm going with Rita, and let's okay. hope that that's turned character's name. Because if it's not Rita, then it's that girl on the ammo team that is not <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Um, Mary then uh, is is going to be Marcus. There's just a, a sweetness uh, to Marcus. Marcus is about family, right? Marcus is crying at the very beginning, just at the birth of his grandkids. He's constantly thinking about his wife or his spouse. He's he, he's always in the mode of thinking about other people. Yes, he gets Will Smith's back. He calls in ammo because he doesn't have an ego to him. He prays he's, for his friends. He's selfless. <laughs> he, he prays in the oddest 
moments. Uh, and he can ride the sidecar of a motorcycle like nobody's business. Business. <laughs> business. <laughs> business. Uh, business, I apologize. For that. That was. Uh, so there is a sweetness to, Mar- to Marcus uh, that I, I feel like that's marriable. Definitely. Uh, is not a word. So for those of you who are 15 and younger, one, why are you listening to this podcast? And two, marryable, not <laughs> a word. trying to dig up dirt on you, man. Of course, <laughs> disappear then is the Asian guy. Just from the mo- word go was this <sighs> antagonistic, arrogant, mm. just that attitude out of a guy. And I thought, oh, man, literally I was thinking, who could disappear from this movie and not at all affected the outcome was this was this particular character so uh, although i'm sure he's a good actor certainly makes more money than me uh, just as far as this character goes Mm -hmm. yeah you you can make him disappear i would i could have done without him there was nothing valuable or, or of anything of substance that he said even the little fist bump with him and uh, meant nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was so shallow with him and Mark. Uh, no, Mike, Michael. Yeah, Mike at the end uh, because they were the ones who had the antagonistic relationship. They fist bump as if, okay, I've got your back. Bad right. boys for life. Kinda. So it was really what it was. But it's like, if that dude wasn't there, I, I, I wouldn't miss him whatsoever. Yeah, that dude, uh, as I like to say, sucks. Um <laughs> like hocus pocus oh jeez don't even let's not go back there we're only looking forward 2021 um so my date mary make disappear is exactly the same um i'm dating rita because she is fine (laughs) jt yeah yeah who's canceled now by the way um (laughs) sorry jt i know you're know your patron as well um so rita yeah she's just she's gorgeous she's got it all together you know one of the only older ladies that really pulls off that uh i don't know if it's like sort of a it's almost like a leo dicaprio circa 1995 haircut i don't really know (laughs) would have to look that up you got google you can look you can look at it um i'm gonna marry marcus for the exact same reasons loyalty great guy just a softy and um you know just marry material um and i have to make disappear the asian guy as we're we're calling him he yeah right from the get-go just like you said i feel like his dad if he had one growing up told him like dude if you're on the playground you got to go up to the biggest guy you find and kick his ass and everybody will respect you that was kind of um his motto and as soon as will smith came into the office which let's talk about these offices for a second what the (laughs) hell are these things why are there led like blue lights everywhere and like the set designs in these places are insane and i they can exist. Are you are you saying how, how high tech, how sleek, how modernistic? Well, it looks like some sort of bunker that like some Gen Z kid oh, like yeah. put LEDs all over the place and is like, I'm feeling pink today. And then just like lights up the whole thing and then starts making a TikTok. Ordered Amazon LED lights for the back of every monitor exactly. that go with the mood of the, the show. Yeah, yeah, it's just and it's very Michael Bay. Like he just loves colors. Like there's this one 
scene in the garage where they exploded like i don't know if it was paint or something but it was like neon pink and then will smith has got the little crawler that he's scooting across the floor shooting people on and um this the dude creep- is obs- oh the creeper yeah. yeah 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 creeper is that what it's called the creeper in a mechanic's office yeah, yeah. um but anyways michael bay and his colors i i have no time for that <laughs> and but anyways it, it, we, <laughs> When we'll <laughs> make it disappear forget the asian guy yeah. michael bay and his colors these freaking epilepsy colors dude every <laughs> shade of the epileptic rainbow is in this movie <laughs> and and i but it, it reinforces your your video game feel totally to you exactly well. which which if it feels like i don't want a movie to feel like a video game i don't i can't speak for others but that's not i'm not into that because I, I'm not a big video game person, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you're going to fly into Miami and you're going to, you know, it's a one-up <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need some Clonopin or whatever. <laughs> Is that, isn't that the seizure medication? Okay. I'll, I'll Google it Apologize later. Apologize to all the seizure medicated people out there. <laughs> no, I'm, in, I'm, I'm giving him a platform. Uh, <laughs> Patreon. Shows for you. <laughs> I'm I'm shedding light on no texting during the movie, no flashes during the movie. Yeah, making disappear that guy because he sucks. Um, what did you learn here? Gosh, like, uh, what, do you want to go academic or do you want to, you know, do you want to go want, brothers? Want, do you want to go? I want, I, I want raw. You want authentic and yeah, raw. Is I want what. authentic and raw. If if there's anything to be learned here, I, I, I learned I learned that uh, sleek cars and good looking people will make five hundred million dollars. Gross is what I was really <laughs> what I learned. Uh, time matters, right? The time you spend with somebody. These guys have been together for twenty, you know, twenty plus years, and there is a there is a bond uh, that's kind of foiled by the ammo team that doesn't have that bond, but mm. they're learning that these guys have that bond it's very bad boys in the sense of hey no matter what i'm going to be there for you which is a sweet theme honestly right and that's been their relationship since 1995 when that was michael bay's big break i think with the 1995 bad boys and that iconic poster right it's it's that bond and uh amongst people and and that i guess morphed in this film to to a family because there became this sort of extended family that was now introduced into these films that that was a bigger deal so yeah i'll have some some trivia for you there at the end is regarding some family but so so would you say at the end of the day to sum all of that up kind of you know we fly together we die together <laughs> it's we ride together. Is it? I it thought is. he said fly. When they were on the plane, he, he alters <laughs> was, it a little bit. But I you, freaking but knew that that was going to happen. If you're talking I, 1995. I was watching the movie and I was like, okay, he said we, he definitely said we fly together, we die together. But maybe he's just saying fly because well, he's on that about plane. What, what do we spend our time doing? That's kind of the question right, that was right. asked we, and yeah. th- that was at the top of the script, I'm sure. What do we spend our time doing? Yes, that's what I learned here too we we ride together we die together bad boys for life yeah um i also yeah that's about that that's about yeah that's about what i learned (laughs) (laughs) and that apparently neon is on every corner of miami once the sunset hits you are you're in trouble man (laughs) miami 
Miami just a big F you to earth tones. Yeah, and, and people will shoot on the streets of Miami on motorcycles and no cop in sight. Yeah. This no movie reminded me of, I was saying, that Batman and Robin uh, movie from the 90s. Michael Bay didn't do that, did he? Uh, no, I, I don't remember the Tim director Burton. of that one. No, Tim Burton does the first oh. couple, and then it's like Joel Schumacher, I think. Oh, yeah, you're right. Is, is the next and it's the most hated of the Batmans, I believe. <laughs> I, 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 and then Chris Nolan does it right, and then Zack Snyder takes us to a different place. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Bad Boys so, for <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Ride together, die together, bad boy for life. Um, give a one-word review of this film and explain. Come on, teach. Explosive. Explosive diarrhea. Explosive. <laughs> it is like a bidet to the hiney. If you're not ready for it, uh, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get some action. So if that's what you're, you're in for, feel things. <laughs> You can dial that up all the way to to ten on the bidet because Bad Boys for Life is going to, is going to take you there, right? It is clear in the middle of these car chases and explosive scenes and gunfights and impalings and people being thrown off of roofs onto Nissan Quests. There was a a family story that broke out in the middle of all that. <laughs> So, and, and, and some people are all about that. Son returns type <laughs> team going on. It was, it was this father complex and <laughs> you know son trying to avenge and mistaken moments. But in the middle of that, what was ten percent of that story? Oh my goodness! If you, it's ex, it's explosive. explosive. But you would you would yeah. expect that. I mean, just looking at any poster from ninety five two thousand. Six, I think, is what it is in 2020. You're like, yeah, this yeah. this better be a bidet up the hiney. Yeah, a Michael Bidet for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bidet film. <laughs> I so teed you up for that. I, really I was did. waiting for you to get there. I'm like, wait, how many times wait, do I have you? to say bidet to get this guy to say Michael Bidet? <laughs> I know you. Yeah, you do. I am. Uh, if there's low hanging fruit, you know I'm <laughs> harvesting. <laughs> And religious themes come to yeah. bear. Okay, so I had I originally had a one-word review, and then it switched halfway through the movie. <laughs> because you thought this was a family because show, Martin so you should Lawrence, make it cleaner. Because Martin Lawrence got in that <laughs> sidecar on that motorcycle. <laughs> so, up, up until... Okay, so up until that moment, my one word review was saturation. And why I say that is because there's You looked nothing, it up on a thesaurus. Yeah, there's nothing subtle about the colors in this film. If you ever ever been on Photoshop or like an editing thing and you turn up the saturation, the reds get brighter. And if you turn it all the way up, it looks awful. And this movie, I really do believe, is borderline almost to the awful. Well, it is. It is awful. I Pushing think. that limit yeah, for I th- you. I think the colors are just so offensive. Like, they're just... <laughs> In your face. What is that? A saturated <laughs> red? Is that red? What <laughs> the frick? Get my purse. I'm out. And then when Martin Lawrence <laughs> when Martin Lawrence decided to get in that sidecar, my word changed from saturation <laughs> to shenanigans. <laughs> because this movie has so many 
shenanigans in it <laughs> again it's that writing room of like oh you know what else we could do yeah. we could do this stunt well, here too and all that there's like three different scenes where a helicopter just shows out of nowhere <laughs> yeah and then, the heli- and, and then he shoots with the grenade launcher and he disconnects the sidecar from the motorcycle and so there's that- not a siren to be heard Miami has the worst <laughs> protect and serve agency I think think out there according to bad boys for life it's because they, they unless they're getting into the ammo oh, program, it's just michael and marcus out there doing their shenanigans <laughs> yeah so shenanigans that was my word because man was it full of shenanigans and embodied by uh will smith's face in that scene when he realizes that he's got marcus underneath that semi i think some truck because the sidecar is able to fit underneath and sort of nest under the trailer yeah, so of the this wheel truck. is right behind martin lawrence and of course martin lawrence oh <laughs> and <laughs> And then it's Will Smith. He finally double takes almost like it's a Three's Company episode from 1979. (laughs) He looks over once and looks. Oh, yeah. Like you didn't know you were right next to a freaking truck, dude. Like, is your peripheral vision like completely shot? Like, (laughs) are you looking at something? Are you looking at everything through binoculars? (laughs) For being a detective, we're going to put that in hard air quotes of your ability to understand your surroundings and detect. Yeah. So many shenanigans. All right. You got some fun facts for us. I know you do. I do. Let's clean up a few things uh, just because I know people people who are listening to to this episode are going, Bad Boys for Life is not directed by Michael Bay. And it isn't directed by Michael Bay. The first two are directed by Michael Bay. And this isn't any of the trivia, but it's two Belgian directors who were given their first shot at a big Hollywood blockbuster. Wow. And Will Smith had said, according to the uh, very credible sources that we call the World Wide Web, have said, oh, Michael was going to be too expensive to to bring on to an R-rated film. Okay. Um, But he sort of, he, he definitely sanctioned the continuation of the franchise and okay. gave his blessing. So it's two Belgian, uh, two Belgian directors, Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah. So pretty much just known because they direct together, known as Adil and Bilal. Okay. So, but clearly they channeled their best Michael Bay, uh, Michael Bay moment and you could just see him. well my friend what would uh, michael bay do in this moment the helicopter and the sidecar and uh, lots of explosions and so that was and if that is not a belgian accent i totally apologize i did not brush up on that and i did not expect to pull a belgian accent <laughs> you weren't prepared for this <laughs> and you, that, in that moment i definitely was not not even a six-pack of fat tire whites could prepare you for this <laughs> uh but it is to those two those two gentlemen so they who, were definitely, they were definitely, yeah, they were channeling Michael Bay though. Clearly, absolutely. right? Absolutely. Okay. They they cool. understood what the franchise was. Uh, they were t- uh, they were told apparently with some background uh, information, which is to say a, a one minute Wikimedia search uh, that they were told if this doesn't hit, this will probably be your last shot at oh, anything wow. Hollywood uh, at this level. And sure enough, it did. It did. It's it did. It's half a million 
or uh, 500, half a billion. So 500 oh, million wow. gross. And oh, I uh, forgot about that. Those guys did their, the, those guys did the work and it was a success. This came out pre pandemic, I want to say, right? Or no? Yeah. People had, yeah, it was, okay. it had released worldwide okay. um, and such. So before everything hit, I think it was early, early 2020. So people worldwide were still going to films. Okay. Okay. So you're asking me for a few and I had alluded a little bit to family. So there are two girls that deny Mike and Marcus access into the nightclub scene that you so love with, okay. with Will Smith's jacket. One of those girls, I believe it is the girl on the right, her name is Paige, if I caught it correctly, is actually Martin Lawrence's daughter. Oh, okay. So cool. she gets a little bit of a moment there denying her father and... Uh, her real life father and Will Smith access into the club until our Asian friend comes in and is super suave. And so a little bit of a family affair. So Martin and uh, she's in her, she looks like she's in her twenties. Um, if if anything, so, uh, gives you a little sense of how old Martin Lawrence is. Uh, (laughs) anyway, uh, so there's that moment. We mentioned Michael Bay. Michael Bay actually makes a cameo in uh, this film. Michael Bay is, uh, there's a moment when uh, Martin Lawrence's on-screen daughter is getting married to a Marine. Uh, I can't remember, quite remember his name, but uh, the pastor declares them husband and wife. And then there's an MC that comes on with a mic, uh, microphone. Did you Uh, feel like that MC scene was like, maybe like, like four sentences too long? You know why? Directed by Michael Bay. Just that wedding scene was directed by Michael Bay. Why? Everything else is uh, directed by uh, Belial and Fala. Uh, and you can get a sense that it's Michael Bay because so Bidet, Bidet, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bay is so fond of the 360 yes. shot. And of course, as he has the mic, if you pay attention to it, we get the full 360 the shot. The full Bidet. Uh, <laughs> Now going to be a cinematic term in most <laughs> in most film schools in Southern we got the California. Spray on You're going to get the full full uh, bidet. <laughs> uh, fair enough. We'll just leave it at that, I guess. Oh, okay. I'll give you one more. So there's a nod to the 1995 film where there's a time when uh, Michael, Mike and Marcus, I keep wanting to say Michael, but he doesn't like that name. Mike! Mike and Marcus need to commandeer a vehicle and they have to pull a reluctant driver out. That's actually Michael Bay in that he cameos again in 1995 and that he's the driver they have to coax out of that car. Okay, cool. That same nod or echo happens again Mm -hmm. after the nightclub scene and it's Will Smith's character who uh, he commandeers a Jeep Cherokee I think or Grand Cherokee a red one uh, before the motorcycle sidecar scene and they have to pull a reluctant driver out. That is uh, one of the directors of, oh, of the film. Oh, okay. So okay. I think it's a deal who gets pulled out of. So there's this, this echo and nod to the next Little Easter eggs yeah. in there. Okay, so what are you going to rate this movie at the end of the day? So I'm going with uh, tornadoes, right? That's what I'm subbing in for. Yes, but you're 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 gonna have to be like Danny Matos or something. Dan Matos. <laughs> damn Matos. Those damn Matos. Those damn Matos. Uh, and it's out of a one to ten. One to ten. Yeah. A one to ten. Damn Matos. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm gonna give it a six. Like okay. I said, it's a it's an upper it's an it's fair. I, I see films as upper half, lower half. You got to know what flavor the soda is going mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. and I, and I had a feel is for that. Is it gonna be grape or is it gonna be? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> well, this has no flavor at all. Uh, it's a soda water. So, I, so I'll, I'll go six. It, it it had Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, who definitely live up to their chemistry, their mm-hmm. duo, yes. their, their dynamics uh, throughout. There, there's a lot going on. I, I can't say I was bored through no. that film. That there's there's a lot of cutscenes yes. and there's a lot of camera work and there's a lot of characters and uh, there's a lot going on. So there's no point where I was wanting to walk away and fall asleep. So if you know that you're getting that, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it fits. I, I think it fits the six billing. So, and I didn't want to say five cause that's too neutral, but um, I said that's five. All, okay. So, <laughs> and teed up but, once again. But five, five to me, that's an F because I, it's it's hard for me not to see one through ten on the teacher scale a little bit because I mostly got Fs in high school. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. <but>, Roberts, <laughs> five, five out of ten. You will still graduate. Um, so five, because it, it wasn't good to me, but at the same time, it was entertaining, I will say. It was it kept my, you know, it kept my gaze throughout the <laughs> Especially Rita. Rita. Hey. <laughs> Hope Tori's not listening. No. Um <laughs> That's, wouldn't that be rich? She's like, no, I boycotted did, your guys' podcast. Did you know that Tori has never listened to an episode of this podcast? <laughs> She's lived them. Why would she? I know, but to like, them? she's gonna want to. She's like, oh, how many damn Mados are going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah, she'll listen to this one for sure. You don't even believe that? <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no, just kidding. She probably will. Uh, okay, <laughs> she's gonna listen to it. No, she oh hell no! <laughs> oh, oh <shit. laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, I gave it a five. It was entertaining. A lot was happening. There were nuggets that were like, "This is so ridiculous that it's entertaining." But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I'll probably never see this again. <laughs> and and uh, that's okay with me. And you know. That's that's my story. Bad boys for life. Bad boys for just tonight. Yeah, just, just tonight. Just <laughs> two hours and 14 minutes. Bad boys for two hours and 14 minutes. That's right. Well, this has been a special guest episode with my dear friend, Danny. Um, if you want to listen to this, you can obviously go on uh, Apple Music. You can go, or sorry, Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, all the other places that you listen to podcasts. And um, we're going to be revisiting the trilogies. We have a little bit of an update on Twilight because Twilight uh, sucks ass. <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're probably not going to finish those movies because me and Tori almost stopped doing the podcast solely because of those movies and how much work it was to watch them. Um, and actually, you know what? I'm going to give this movie a 10 out of 10 because it wasn't Twilight. So I'm changing my score. <laughs> There's going to be a sound drop where it's Twilight. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> what the hell are you doing? But um, thank you guys for uh, listening. And, um, you know, regardless of whether you're a tornado or a potato, you just got to remember, it's, it's all ketchup, ketchup at the, at the end, end the baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> you want to try that again? No. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Tori. 